and welcome to On A Lighter Note podcast, a place to learn all about perinatal mental health. I'm your host, Frankie, a peer support worker from Light. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I've got Samantha Malloy um, joining me. So you are the specialist pelvic health midwife for Doncaster and Bassett Law Trust. Have I got that right? Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yes, Frankie. Thank Just you very much. For, thank you very much for inviting me. No, you're welcome. I've I've been really excited to talk to you actually. Um, so you're the pelvic health midwife. What's I am. that? <laughs> I am. What's out of there? Um, so um, the um, NHS England mm-hmm. um, have realised that um, actually pelvic health is is a big issue mm. um not only within pregnancy birth also within later life yeah so they have commissioned um people such as myself yeah. to look at pelvic health for um the maternity services mm-hmm. we also have specialist physios yeah. who are now um commissioned purely for pelvic health um and it is about um making sure that women have the education the understanding um during pregnancy and after birth to do simple things Mm -hmm. um like um the pelvic floor exercises and perineal massage to reduce um a trauma Mm. during birth Mm. and b um to reduce fetal um, and urinary incontinence. Mm. Um, And uh, obviously there is always a financial implication. Um, So the NHS is wanting to reduce Mm. the the operative um, uh, methods that come with fetal and, um, sorry, fetal, fecal mm-hmm. so and um <laughs> urinary incontinence yeah. so that would be if someone had maybe had a baby and had quite a lot of damage to their pelvic area and actually down the line they might need surgery so instead of needing that surgery there are things that can be done absolutely without surgery you know either in pregnancy or afterwards and that's where you come in <laughs> to teach us all how to yes. sort our pelvic floors out that's exactly okay. it so to reduce um you know trauma to the bowel mm. the bladder mm-hmm. and the perineum yeah. which is the small piece of um skin and muscle mm. between the vagina and the anus yeah um we know that just by doing um pelvic floor exercises mm-hmm. we can reduce um we and poo incontinence mm-hmm. after birth by 63 percent and that's all we're asking people to do yeah. is the pelvic floor exercises yeah. three times a day yeah and so doing them now yeah i'm doing them Great. right now i'm squeezing <laughs> do you know if i walk into a room and everybody does their pelvic floor exercises yeah. that would make me happy yeah yeah i mean i we chatted a little bit before we started recording i am so aware of my pelvic floor and i think that's because i as when i grew up i did a lot of dancing and one of my friends mums i think she'd had incontinence incontinence issues after having five babies and all she ever talked to me and like the friends about was you better be squeezing your pelvic floor girls (laughs) 
and then she'd come in and bring us a drink. Is everyone squeezing their pelvic floor? Brilliant. Or if we pick something up, squeeze your pelvic floor. And we, you know, we were 10. We were like, what? Oh, pelvic what? Like, you know, I had no, and I literally can hear my friend's mum say this to me. I hope she listens to this podcast one day. I'm going to send it her because she always is in my head, like reminding me to squeeze. She sounds like a great role model. Yes, I like her. She was fantastic. She still is. Yeah. Um, but I think how, like the pelvic floor is something that people are like, what is that? What's a pelvic floor? Like, I sort of grew up with a bit of an understanding about it just because of the circles that I was in and dancing and I did a lot of yoga and Pilates and things when I was younger. So it was talked about quite a lot, but I'm sure I have friends now in their 30s who might not know what that are. I'm sure I know men that haven't got a clue what a pelvic floor is. Absolutely. Um, you know, and men need to be doing their pelvic floor exercises um, not quite as importantly mm. as it is for women because obviously they don't have babies and they yeah. don't have that weight yeah. and the hormones yeah. um, but the pelvic floor is a figure of eight muscle mm. um, that goes around um, the vaginal opening mm. and all the way around um, the anus and actually you know I think we had a little bit of a de design flaw. We've got two holes down yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so the pelvic floor is a great big sling of muscles mm. that hold everything up and in. Yeah. And we're talking about your um, your bladder and your bowels. Mm. So if you've got weakened pelvic floor exercises, mm. you can have um, protrude, protrusion. <laughs> Sorry. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> so your bladder can yeah. kind of pop out yeah um and is that called a prolapse that's called a prolapse right. absolutely right. and you might hear people uh of you know your mum's generation yeah. mm. talking about having to have prolapse operations yeah. and that's what we're trying to avoid yeah um yeah. pelvic health midwives yeah. and physios are mm. trying to avoid yeah and what so what would be a good if someone's listening to this now regardless of whether they're pregnant or not or had babies or not or you know, what would be a good way to to look after your pelvic health just generally in life? You know, is it you, do you need to do it every day? Do you need to do it a certain amount of times every day? Is it something you do more in pregnancy or you do more afterwards? What what, what should we do? <laughs> so um, it is it is starting off um, with the rectal muscles. Mm -hmm. So you start from your bottom yeah. and you squeeze your bottom. Doing it. <laughs> and then, like, if you're going to stop yourself, if you're in a posh restaurant yeah. and you don't want to, you know, pass yeah. wind. Yeah. So, um, and then you bring those muscles mm -hmm. tighter up towards your vagina mm -hmm. um, and you hold and clench them. Yeah. And then you release. Yeah. So what we would ask people to do is kind of do that exercise mm. um 10 um 10 times yeah three times a day so 30 right. exercises yeah. in all yeah so that's the very starter kind of position of doing your pelvic yeah. floor exercises there are you know more advanced with any exercises mm. as you'll know being a dancer yeah. so um the the next one is exactly the same exercise but quick holds mm -hmm. quick release now it's perfectly normal when you start these exercises mm. not to be able to feel anything yeah. and people say to me oh the only thing that it makes me do is want to go to we yeah and that's absolutely fine because yeah. you're actually you know 
contracting those muscles yeah. and kind of pushing the bladder up yeah. back to where it's meant to be. Yeah. You know, that's what the idea of the exercise right. is. Yeah. Um, we have got, you know, it's it's really difficult to sit and talk to anybody mm -hmm. um, because actually talking about your pelvic floor exercises will take, you know, about yeah. 15 minutes yeah. if I was to go along, through yeah. everything. Um, and um, part of my role, and obviously mm. why I'm doing this podcast, mm. is to get this message out there. Yeah. Um, the the local maternity and neonatal system yeah. for um, so Sheffield, Barnsley, yeah. Doncaster, all of South Yorkshire, all is of it? South, yeah. all of South yeah. Yorkshire have um, and we've produced an app, yeah. um, and it's called the Get You Better app. I love an app. It, and it's it's amazing. I love an app to sort my life out. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing because we know yeah. that when you go to the community midwife, she will give you, mm -hmm. she will ask you 101 questions <laughs> yeah. that you can't think of the answer to. Yeah. Um, and then she will tell you, yeah. you know, 101 bits of information yeah. that you're not going to retain. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason for developing this app, mm. it's free to every woman. Yeah. Um, is actually so you can sit down in your own time yeah. and you can work your way through yeah. the, um, the the pelvic floor exercises. Oh, okay, it's, so it's all on there. It's all on there. It's not just yeah. specific to pelvic health. It right. talks about diet. It talks yeah. about exercise. Yeah. It talks about when you can um, go on maternity leave. Mm. So it's it's a, a lot huge of information in and, you know encompassing app. Um, <clears throat> the only thing is that mm. please do not download it from the app store. Right. We have worked hard. So mm. every pelvic health midwife and physio in the region has had a lot of input into this for the last eight months yeah. to make it specific to your area right so at your booking appointment you can speak to your community midwife yep. and she will give you a qr code right and that then will be specific okay to your, your hospital yes. absolutely so yep. if you're if you are birthing in sheffield yeah it will give you all the information about sheffield yeah if you're birthing in bassett law yeah and doncaster yeah all the information that you will need for Doncaster and Bassett Law yeah. will be on there. Oh, that's great, yeah. So um, it's really specific. Yeah, that's absolutely. Great. And I think, like you say, like sometimes you're overwhelmed with information. You know, when in pregnancy or you're booking in appointments, and it just feels like there are so many things to remember and to do. And having an app like that where you can sit and do it in your own time, absolutely, is great. And just gives you all the information in one place. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And whilst pregnancy, you know, pregnant women mm. are concerned about the health of their babies, yeah. so they're not thinking yeah. about their own health. Yeah. You know, once they've had the baby, they're still concerned about the health of their yeah. baby. Yeah. This is something that they can look at at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> when they're feeding yes. their baby oh, yeah. and thinking, oh, what was that app about? Yeah. And actually, that's an ideal time to be doing your pelvic floor yeah. exercises. Yeah. When you do something regularly, yeah. like feeding, yeah. you know, just, you know, 10 clenches whilst yeah. you're feeding baby. Well. Yeah, I definitely in pregnancy was so aware of my pelvic floor <laughs> that um, every time I flick the kettle on, 
when I stood and waited for the kettle, I would stand there and do my pelvic floor Absolutely. exercise. And it became so ingrained in me that I couldn't not do it. That was just my thing. From the yeah. day I found out I was pregnant, as soon as the kettle went on, <laughs> I was doing pelvic floors. Yeah. The same as when I drive and I would listen to a song and I would squeeze to the music. I still do it sometimes. That's um, brilliant. And and when I had my second daughter, I had a vaginal birth with my second daughter, I did have a second degree tear actually, which I did not feel at all. And I was very worried about tearing. And I, I know this is a real common thing for, for women to feel quite scared about. Did not know that that had happened. Didn't feel it happen. It, I was birthed in water, had the baby. And the midwife said, oh, we're just going to have a little check to see if there is any tears or not. Um, she had a check and she said, oh, it, it's probably a first degree, but it could be second degree. I was birthing at home. She's like, it's a bit tricky to see without the, the lights and everything that you would have in, in a hospital. And she said, I, I think I'd like you to go in to the hospital just to have a look. And if it needs stitching, it can get stitched there in hospital. It just feels a little bit safer in terms of infection and all of that mm -hmm. and I thought at that point also I thought oh that would be nice to go away and someone can clean up my house <laughs> like I will happily go so off I toddled um and I you know I, I was really fortunate that I didn't feel any pain or discomfort I you know was on the high of just having a baby yeah. so I didn't know what was what um and I, I had got a second degree tear and I had the stitching and, and I remember coming home and a few days later just not feeling anything and I remember flicking the kettle on and squeezing and thinking my brain is squeezing but my body's not doing anything and it was such a strange sensation and it took I still carried on doing my pelvic floor exercise but eventually I start to, get, to have that feeling back and now I am really fortunate three years on I have you know everything has gone back to what it was yeah. I mean I'm sure it probably doesn't quite look the same but that's fine you know no, nothing does but I have been really fortunate I didn't have any long-term issues with it and um yeah I was really lucky in that sense I know not everybody has the same thing but I remember that feeling of being like, I'm squeezing, but nothing seems to be moving down there. It was a very weird. Absolutely. And it can thing. take up to six weeks of yeah. doing your pelvic floor yeah. exercises. I definitely think there was a good six weeks of feeling like this is doesn't feel yeah. the same. Like I'm squeezing, but nothing squeezes. Yeah, you know? um, absolutely. But the importance is yeah. not giving up yeah. and continuing, persevering yeah. with that. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, if you, if you, laugh and we mm. and get referred to your GP mm. or get to refer referred mm. to a pelvic health physio mm. then the first thing that they're going to tell you to do yeah is go away for six weeks and, and do, do your pelvic yeah. floor exercises yeah. Yeah. so you know there are different techniques that they can teach you yeah. um like sensory mm. um you know sitting on towels and mm. actually feeling mm. being able to feel the mm. lift of the pelvic floor yeah but if you if you start in pregnancy yeah doing your pelvic floor yeah. exercises it's already toned yeah for after birth and here's something i want to ask and maybe this is complete bullshit i don't know you tell me but i remember being told because i'd been a dancer with my first daughter's pregnancy being told oh you're probably going to tear because you've probably got a really tight, strong pelvic floor. And then thinking, oh no, now I've done too much pelvic floor exercises. Have I, what have I done? Like, and is that real? Is that a real thing? I think there is this myth between, um, you know, dancers and mm. people who ride horses. Yes, I heard the horse riding They've got like, you know, a really strong, mm. you know, perineal and, and it's like iron and nothing's <laughs> going to come through yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think it is a myth. Yeah. Um, I think if you do your perineal massage yeah. and prepare, 
prepare your body for birth i mean mm. as you said we were talking yeah. earlier yeah you know there are so many antenatal education mm. it, we don't talk about no. you know birth and what's actually yeah. going to i happen. mean as women we generally don't even talk as if we have genitals no like you know it's i <laughs> when do you talk about your vaginas we talk about periods <laughs> we do yes I because think we talk of about periods now yeah hormones and periods are probably something we talk about more but I feel like I've lived my whole life having to pretend I don't have a vagina or a bum. Absolutely. Come to my world. All I talk about, even over dinner, is vaginas. Yeah, I would love to come for dinner and talk about that. Like, yeah, I I feel empowered to be like, hey, I have a vagina. I'm going to talk about it. Do you know what? I mean, this is going to sound really strange, but a woman's body Mm. is amazing. Um. Also, something that, while I've got the opportunity to mm. say it, is, you know, as as a midwife, as mm. an obstetrician, mm. we do not look at your vagina. Mm. I know that it's your vagina mm. and you feel like somebody's looking at it, yeah. but we're concentrating on doing mm. what we've got to do. Yeah. You know, lots of ladies have said to me, oh, I'm really sorry, I haven't shaved. Yeah. And I, then I've kind of gone, oh, no, you haven't. Because yeah, I haven't actually not, looked yeah. at I think her that, vagina. You know, we, we talked a little bit before about this and around um, education is learning about what our body actually does and physically does and the mechanics of our bodies and our bodies as women and what our vaginas do, what our muscles do, what the tissues do, what the hormones do. Like, we don't learn about that. We don't. Ever, really. We don't. You know, and, and I think I think that's partly due to society. Mm. We are not living, you know, with our aunts, sisters, mm. cousins. Yeah. You know, so we're not involved in birth yeah. as much. Yeah. You know, previous generations when there were lots of home mm. births, there were lots of children running around. Yeah. And we do now get our information from podcasts mm. yeah. and apps. Mm. Um but yeah, I think covid has a huge part to play in that because obviously antenatal education stopped um as a pelvic health specialist um we are also developing um a resource so little videos Mm -hmm. that um will be played in antenatal education i'm getting in everywhere frank good good get in there (laughs) anyone that will listen to me about pelvic floor you know exercises i am talking to yeah so we are we are making um little videos Mm. because antenatal education should be coming back yes in uh january yes. february time yeah. so you can actually you know you know group classes yeah. and we know that when women get together and they start mm. sharing yeah. experiences yeah and kind of going oh are you having that as well i, yeah. I didn't know if that was normal yeah. and that's the same with yeah. uh you know urinary incontinence yeah. we kind of see tenor lady mm. being advertised i get so angry you can imagine tea mm. time in my house when the tenor lady <laughs> advert comes on can't yeah. you i'm just raging at the television yeah. because that's creating an image that actually mm. that's normal yeah it's common, but it's not normal. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't yep. be leaking wee mm. just because we laugh or cough or sneeze. Yeah. yeah, and actually the implications that that has on your life, you have this, you know, you have your baby and 
you're going through the motherhood, the joys, in quotes, of motherhood. And some of it's joy, but a lot of it's really mm. hard work of motherhood. And not only are you doing all of those things and dealing with all of that, but then your standard of living, your your actual life is then, I need to wear pads or basically an adult nappy because yeah. I can't leave my house because what if someone makes me laugh? What Absolutely. if I sneeze? I've got a cold. I'm going to be coughing all yeah. day. That, or you need to know where the toilet is yeah, in the calf that you're going that to. That has such an impact on your life, such an impact on how you feel about yourself, you know, what how you feel people see you, how they view you. It's huge. And worrying like, if you smell, if yeah. you can smell you. And like you. you say, like it's yes, it happens and it's common, but it doesn't mean that that's normal and that no. someone should be living with that yeah. silently. Yeah. And actually pelvic floor exercises is something that you can do for yeah. yourself yeah you know you're not having to be reliant on anybody yeah. else that's yeah. something you can do as you say yeah. when you turn the kettle on yeah. to change your life yeah. now you'll have to excuse me i might get a little bit emotional <laughs> here yeah. but the reason that i came into pelvic health mm. i've been a midwife for 20 20 years mm. um the reason that i came into pelvic health is mm. because i read a story yeah. um about a lady who had had a third degree tear. Mm. Um, you know, third degree tears aren't common, thankfully, mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately she hadn't received the aftercare that she required. Yeah. Um, now at Doncaster and Bassett Law, we are mm. brilliant at mm. aftercare, mm -hmm. um, as you'll know, because mm. we refer people yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to you, yeah. you know. Um, but the, the, the story that I read was um, a lady, she was, um, she was actually passing poo out of her vagina. Oh um, so she had a little, a little baby, yeah. newborn baby, yeah. and just kind of thought, oh, it'll go away. And yeah. then at the six week checkup, she didn't, you know, didn't tell her GP. Mm. Um, and she didn't go to mother and baby classes mm. because she didn't know mm. what, you know, what would, would be coming out. She yeah. didn't know whether she, she wanted, could get to yeah. the toilet on time. Yeah. And for for three years, oh. her life just became her house. It became so enclosed. Yeah. Now, not only does that have implications on her life, mm. it also has implications on her little, yeah. you know, baby and toddlers. Mm. It, you know, it doesn't get any interaction. Yeah. And that, that absolutely broke my yeah. heart because if that had been, you know, picked up... Yeah at birth yeah um it, it's an easy repair yeah you know um yeah. and that is why i am passionate yeah, about the service that the doncaster and bassett law mm. provide yeah you know and we are very very good you know we work we have close links with sheffield yeah. um our our doctors are very very good at repairs mm. um and we follow up and support women yeah um, and if if anybody doesn't feel like they've been followed up or mm. they haven't had that support, yeah. then please get in contact with me. Yeah. So it's Samantha.Malloy. Yeah. So it's M-A-L-O-Y mm -hmm. at NHS.net. Okay. You know, I only work 15 hours yeah. a week, but I am there to listen I'll to anybody. I'll definitely put your contact information in the episode description. So if anyone feels actually yeah, I could I really need some support I need to have a chat and I'm in the Doncaster Bassett Law area yeah so they can get in touch with you Absolutely. Is, there, is there one of you in each trust 
So is there another Samantha Malloy <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> yes, yes. I no. have got amazing colleagues, and we Great. meet, you know, yeah. two or three times. Okay, uh, a month. So if someone's listening, and maybe they've had their baby in Rotherham, would if they're thinking, actually, I could really do with talking to someone about whatever issues I've got, would they be able to find someone to contact, whether that's through their health visitor or the midwife? Yes. So um, my job, um, as a midwife, Mm. I can only see you um, up to 28 days, kind of six weeks maximum. Um, And then after that, it would be the pelvic um, health physios or the health um, visitor right. or the GPs. Right. That's also part of my role. Yeah. I have to kind of go out and educate people, yeah. you know, GPs and health Those visitors. others that are meeting mums who maybe yeah. once they've passed the, they've been discharged from a midwife. Yeah. And sometimes you, I feel like I was discharged, discharged so early with my second. Yeah. I swear it was day 10. Maybe that's wrong, but like I swear I'd barely changed my bed in. Absolutely. And I'd been discharged and I'm thinking, I don't know what's what. Like, yeah. The piles that I had <laughs> at that point thinking, is this normal? I don't know. Oh, the midwife's discharged me. Can't ask her anymore. Yeah. What do you do? And so some, if someone's thinking, actually, yeah, I've been discharged, but and I'm however many months down the line, but I'm still not quite right. They could then go to their GP or their, GP their health visitor. Or their health visitor. We are slowly, bearing in mind that I've yeah. only been in the role two yeah. months now. Yes. We are trying yeah. to get the, um, yeah. the the word out there. Yeah. But we are starting with women yeah. by doing podcasts yeah. and things like yeah, this. And this is because if someone's listening to this, they could then go to their GP and say, actually, I'm aware that there are these specific um, women's physio, women's pelvic floor, he- uh, pelvic health specialists out there. Can you find who that is in this area? Yeah, you know, just refer You me. can actually go with the, the yeah. knowledge, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we, we are also, the pelvic health physios are also looking at um, um, pelvic girdle dysfunction. Yes. And this is a big one in pregnancy that leads to a lot of trauma. Absolutely. I yeah. cannot tell you how many women I have supported who actually, when they, they want to talk about their birth trauma, and often where we start is the difficulties they've had in pregnancy, yeah. the pain, the discomfort, how that's been dismissed in pregnancy. That's often a real yeah. big thing that sits with the person. Yeah, absolutely. So you can actually, certainly in Doncaster and Bassett mm-hmm. Law, you can refer yourself okay. in pregnancy um, to the pelvic health physios. Right. Um, all you will need is your NHS number right. um, and the telephone number. And of course, I don't have that with me, yep. but I'll send it to I you. I have got you... <laughs> in the calendar an interview with the um, pelvic, the women's pelvic health physio for Doncaster and Bassett Law oh, in the new year. She, so, she, she, is she's, yeah, with Nicola, Nick. Yeah, yeah she's great, what? isn't she? She is amazing. Yeah, she's great. I've worked closely with, with Nicola, yeah. and she has been a godsend. Mm. She is amazing. Yeah. I think it's what I find really important is when I meet people like you and people like Nicola and, and others who work in this type of work in perinatal care, whether that's mental health, physical, whatever it is, whatever care, and they are so just they are so passionate and they care so much and they have no judgment and they are genuinely there because they want to help women gives me so much like joy that I know when I'm putting a referral in for a woman I know who's picking that referral up and she cares yeah you know it's not a oh you're on a list and someone rings you but they're the secretary and they don't really know what you're ringing for I'm a bit insensitive I know these people like yourself 
care and you want the best and that is really important because it's you're in such a raw vulnerable place like in pregnancy after having a baby you feel so raw and having incontinence issues or any issues like that you feel a bit like it's embarrassing it can feel embarrassing and scary and you just think oh my god I don't know if I can tell someone about this you know but actually when it's someone like you or someone like Nicola yeah you know I'd whip my knickers off no problem (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's a compliment I think you know like that's what you need yeah you know you don't want to feel like oh am I being judged and what are they going to think and all you know it's you you can feel like you can open up and relax because something like this is huge it's it can sit with you and it can go over in your head and the shame and all those horrible feelings that we can often feel generally as women but as women who you suddenly feel like my body's not doing it right yeah 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 and and you know if if there is something that you can tell me that I haven't heard yeah. before, yeah. then, you know, I will pay you £20. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been doing this a yeah. very long time. Yeah. You know, I am not shocked yeah. by anything. Yeah. In, because I do this day in, day out, yeah. you know. Um, I talk about vaginas all day long. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about piles. Yes. That is oh. so common in the pregnancy. Piles. They are, I don't know how people aren't talking about them all the time <laughs> because honestly, it's such, the piles were so huge in my pregnancy in terms of like how they impacted my life. Yeah. I had them so badly in pregnancy. So in both of my daughter's pregnancies, I had piles. I really struggled to go to the toilet. Even after my emergency section, I struggled with piles after that. Then when I had my vaginal birth, oh my life, those piles. Yeah, and they're oh. painful. Yeah, and actually that can cause fear. Yeah. in wanting in wanting you to open your bowels. Yes. Oh God, yeah. And then you, you know, think, I don't want to go, which makes it ten times worse when you do have to go. And oh yeah. But again, women don't talk about them. No. We do not talk yeah. about them. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had calls from women going, I think I've got a bit of poo stuck in my bottom. Mm. And actually, when we've kind of unpicked it, Mm. it, it's a pile. You know, And again, you don't talk about that. No. I remember saying to my mum, why didn't you tell me about piles? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, this, my body feels so weird. I can feel them all the time. I don't like it. Like, you didn't tell me this was going to happen. You can't sit down. You can't stand up. You can't walk. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's so common. Anytime I do say to someone, oh, what about those piles, eh? They're like, yes. Thank you for saying that because the piles, it's, yeah, it's, I think that's something, again, it's like you don't talk about it. Like, women don't no. say things like that. Or, and they're painful. They're, yeah, really You know, are. and just a, a quick phone call yeah. to your midwife. Yeah. And we can talk about it. Yeah. You know, some anusol, yeah. you know, to shrink those piles yeah. back up. I actually remember, I think whilst I was having the stitches, saying to the midwife, I'm so sorry, I think I can feel loads of piles. Oh, bless you. As if, like, I'm so sorry, like, I've put her out. And she yeah. was like it's fine like this is totally <laughs> normal like yeah you've got some real piles <laughs> like because in my head I thought something's touching me that's what I yeah. think like what's touching me yeah I could feel something on my bum I didn't know what it was but she was like oh no yeah no that's fine like don't that's totally normal and she wasn't like oh she was just like yeah but I think afterwards I think I'm apologizing you're apologizing <laughs> for my piles for your piles <laughs> and we shouldn't be you know I mean maybe there should have been a conversation from the midwife mm. saying 
Frankie, I see you've got some yeah. flowers down here. Yeah. You know, have you? How are you treating them? Yeah. You know, have you changed your diet? Yeah. Are you eating a high fiber yeah. diet? Are you drinking enough? Have mm. you thought about using the things some that could really help? Yeah. You know, as yeah. opposed to you saying, "I'm really sorry, I'm putting you out." Yeah. You know, it's just a change of yeah. perspective, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And now I sort of, I did hold a lot of shame actually about it, and like, I mean, I talked my husband's ear off about piles nonstop. I didn't really talk to anyone else. I remember saying to my mum, but then that was it. And like had a bit of shame about it, I guess. And for quite a long time, like going to baby groups, like struggling to sit on the floor and things, but not saying any anything. Now I'm sort of a bit proud of those piles. Because I'm like, I pushed a baby out. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm great. Piles and all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, won't, I don't want them again. <laughs> no, no. But, but that's, again, something people don't talk about. And actually, it can impact you for quite a long time. It can, yeah. It's something that might, you know, it might go away within a few weeks, but it actually might stay a bit longer. And, yeah. you know, when you're just sitting there thinking, oh, I'll just not say anything, I'll not say anything, actually, maybe having the conversation might really help. Yeah. And it might be a conversation of, what about changing your diet? Or, or something like that that's really simple and can be done and that has such a massive impact yeah but if you're not given that information yeah. you know you don't know and then you can't poo yeah and then you, you're at your gps yeah and then they give you lactulose and then it's yeah. more painful because you've actually not addressed oh, the amount of lactulose. i've got a lump i've got a grape hanging out of my bottom <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? it's just the joys of motherhood <laughs> isn't it all these things that no one really tells you about um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about actually was around like your perineum. So I know we'd sort you've sort of mentioned where the perineum is on your body. And I know I, in antenatal classes that I've taught, have said, talked about perineum and perineum massage. And people have looked at me like, what are you talking about? People who have had babies have gone, I've never heard that word. What do you mean? And perineum massage is something that I don't know how well known that is. Is very well known in my life because I was an antenatal teacher and a birth worker for a long time. So that's like my bread and butter. But there might be someone listening to this going, what's a perineum massage? What do you mean? What What am I massaging? So it, again, it's a brilliant tool mm -hmm. that you can use from between 35 to 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, again, it's explained on the Get You Better oh, app. Perfect. Um, so you can sit and read that. Yeah. Um, and all it involves is um, relaxing the muscles mm. around um, your vagina. Yeah. You know, I mean, most of us have, you know, small orifices, <laughs> yeah. just little vaginas. Yeah. And actually we're pushing something the size yeah. of a bowling ball yeah. out of that small, you know, yeah. hole. Um, and it's allowing, it's just preparing the muscles mm. to stretch, to allow mm. that baby's head mm. smooth passage through the vagina. Yeah. yeah. So it can be done, um, as I said, from 35 to 36 weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's normally recommended um, after you've had a bath, so all of your muscles are warm mm -hmm. and um, are, are relaxed. Yeah. Um, and you can use, um, there are numerous expensive yes. um, gels yeah. out there that you can use, yeah. but obviously you need to be aware of what's in those gels. Yeah. Um, and if you have any allergies yeah. to the massage oils, yeah. you can use something as simple as KY jelly. Yeah. Um, and that is popped on your thumb and yeah. forefingers. Yeah. And if you are doing it yourself, mm -hmm. you pop both fingers mm -hmm. into the bottom. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the perineum, yeah. so the bit that is between your vagina yeah. and your your bottom, yeah. 
um and actually what you're doing is you're just stretching your thumbs yeah. out so you're putting them in your vagina and sort of pushing them down towards your bottom yes right? yeah and then stretching them yeah. out and with your fingers on the outside of your mm. vagina you're just massaging the tissue yeah. Yeah. between mm. the mm. between your fingers yeah the stretch is really important mm. um because you you are pushing um those muscles and preparing them yeah i don't know if you can remember the burn yeah. the ring of fire Do you know what i was very lucky that i didn't have that wow i was i don't know if it's because i was in water or what but i didn't have the ring of fire i did have the i feel like my hips can't get any wider oh. and my and somehow they were still getting wider and it was a very unusual feeling but i actually didn't have that fire burn that a lot of people talk about my daughter's 31 right i can remember the ring of fire can you, can you? <laughs> i do remember thinking like oh this is this is getting i'm getting big right now like i, yeah. do, I don't know what, how else to describe it but like yeah i'm really stretching here so the 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 um the perineal massage yeah. is actually preparing yeah. the muscles for stretching yeah. and opening yeah. and again reducing perineal trauma yeah yeah i think it's something that maybe people don't hear about that much or maybe they hear about it in passing but because it's maybe something you do a bit later down the line in pregnancy you know oh i'll think about it yeah. later um i know i did it in both of my daughter's pregnancies i did it um, pretty religiously but i couldn't reach i couldn't do it so my husband had to do it absolutely there was no way my thumbs were getting anywhere <laughs> no and and that was the point that I was one yeah wanting to come on to thank yeah. you um you know when you are 35 yeah. I was like an elephant yeah there was no you know, there was no way I could even see it yeah to, you know to shave yeah. it never mind put my fingers anywhere <laughs> near it yeah um so the the other way that it can mm. be done if you've got a willing partner mm. um he obviously does it from the other way yeah. so he will insert his pointer finger yeah. into your into your vagina mm -hmm. together at first yeah. and then just putting pressure down onto mm. your perineal muscle yeah. and then pushing it out yeah. and then he is rubbing with his thumbs yeah. on the outside yeah. you know and if you actually explain yeah. to him yeah. this is going to be better yeah. you know for my birth it's going mm. to help stretch you know men men feel quite like you know passengers yeah they can see what's happening yeah. to their their you know their beautiful wife the, yeah. the woman that they mm. are in love with mm. but there's nothing that they can yeah. do gets and involved actually, <laughs> this is something that they i remember can do. i remember telling my husband about it and he's like yeah okay that's what we need to do that's what we do and then I remember you know you're doing it every day and then he he said to me one day oh we have to do this again <laughs> and i remember saying oh i'm sorry am i putting you out by carrying your unborn child yeah, absolutely. all you have to do is pop your fingers in my vagina for five minutes like i'm so sorry he, he calms down very quickly yeah, and just did yeah. what he was told yeah but yeah it's i think it is one of those things that can feel a bit strange and a bit weird maybe to have the conversation and um but yeah i know statistically it shows that it can really help yeah and if this is something that can really help you have an intact perineum after birthing a baby why not you know why not yeah um, and actually that can open up the discussions yeah. between 
you know husband and wife mm. or partners mm. it doesn't have to be your husband no. it can be your 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 wife yeah you know if if you're in the same sex relationship yeah, it can yeah. be i mean i'm not saying i don't want to use the word birth partner because if your birth partner is going to be your mum that's yeah, you not something not that want I, I want to ask yeah. my mum to do yeah but it can be anybody that you are you know comfortable, comfortable yeah i think that's the thing that. you really have to be comfortable don't you yeah. in that type of situation and for some that might feel oh that's absolutely fine and for others it, it might feel like oh that's a bit of a yeah one to work up to and one to think about and be really sort of gentle with yourself and sensitive with yourself if when and how that might be comfortable for you yeah yeah, yeah. and but it can you know spark conversations yeah. about when i go you know mm. into labor mm. when i start giving birth yeah this is what I want to happen. Mm. Don't let them do yeah. this to me. Yeah. And and actually, I need you to be the strong yeah. person yeah. being the advocate for me. Absolutely. Because at that time, yeah. I'm going to be, you know, getting on with the business of having a baby. Absolutely, yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. it really kind of opens up those conversations. Mm. It's not just about, mm. you know, the, the perineum. Yeah. No, I think it's so helpful. All the information you've talked about and you've said today is going to be so helpful. And I know it's helpful for me now, even two babies in. It's so helpful. But I think it's there's so much we don't know. And often you just don't yeah. know what you don't know. And you think, right, I'm having a baby. Right. I need to buy some baby grows and nappies. Like, that's it. Yeah. But actually for me right now, I think, oh, that can be done day of. Like, yeah. it's all these other things that can yeah. be so useful and empowering to know. And, um, you know, not most of us don't know half this stuff. No, no, absolutely. And I always liken it to taking my car to the yeah, garage. Yeah. You know, I take my car and I trust the mechanic yeah. to put my engine yeah. right, you know, and that's why I'm here. Yeah. I can't do your pelvic floor muscles no. for you. Yeah. You know, mine are really strong because I do mine every day. <laughs> you I know, bet, yeah. um, but I can be here to listen to yeah. you. I can be here to support you. Mm. And that is the role of the midwife. Absolutely. You know, if you've got any questions, mm. ask them. Yeah. You know, do not feel embarrassed. Mm, do not feel like it's something that they've not heard before. Yeah. Because if it is something that they've not heard before, there'll be somebody that they work with yeah. that has heard it before. Yeah, absolutely. And we can come back to you. Yeah. And we can give you that information. Absolutely. And it's sharing and, and talking and having that connection that can just help so much. And Often we might have conversations that we think are really helping ourselves, but the person listening or sat next to you is thinking, oh my God, I feel like that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think definitely like that's what we're all about here is sharing and talking and realising like you're really not on your own. And, no. And actually often there's someone who can help you or can talk you through this. And, um, you know, like you say, there's not going to be much you haven't heard about before. Or, no, yeah. no. And can I thank you, you know, for actually being <laughs> a huge resource mm. for me, mm. you know, because we as practitioners yeah. you know very often look at the physical yeah yeah we fix that lady her vagina yeah. is back to normal it's beautiful yeah you know she should be a page three model <laughs> yeah, look at that that's brilliant yeah but actually we are very poor mm. at, we're trying we're working hard yeah. but actually thinking about the mental yeah. health implications mm. of birth yeah. and you know and perineal yeah. trauma absolutely and i think birth trauma can you know the misconception is it's a physical thing birth trauma is how is your body been traumatized or impacted yeah. from the birth and yeah. once we fix quote unquote that you're fine 
And that is really not what I see at all. No. I see the trauma that sits within someone emotionally. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see. And, and often the physicality of birth, women that I see are very, very good at processing that, understanding that and dealing with that. It's everything else that sits with them emotionally that's really hard to process and yeah. live with. Really hard. And, and it, yeah, it's great, like you say, like, you've got to do the physicality part and the, the mechanical part of it all but now you're really considering actually how has this impacted somebody and their mental health yeah you know absolutely you know one of the things that I get asked about when I do the third and fourth degree tear clinics mm -hmm. is you know can I have you know yeah. sex yeah can I have intercourse yeah am I going to rip apart mm. again yeah. you know and that's such an integral part yeah of our physical being and our relationship yeah, you yeah. know are we allowed you yeah. know to have sex again yeah and i can turn around and i can say yeah absolutely yeah i mean there are different positions that are better mm. and i can talk to you about those mm. but being able to refer somebody yeah and talk to you yeah about the mental yeah. aspects yeah of resuming yeah. normal physical relationships mm. is 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 so it's it's great absolutely yeah. so thank you very much no. for the service that you provide too. no you're very welcome yeah keep signposting in oh, and we will. keep signposting <laughs> to you <laughs> thank you so much I, yeah it's been so insightful and i'm sure so many people listening will feel quite empowered actually about this conversation and hopefully it will spur them on to, spur them on to have conversations if they are struggling with someone um, uh, with something so thank you so much thank you so much for giving me the opportunity I just want to mention the mm -hmm. Get You Better app again yeah. um, and that it needs to be done from a QR code right? because it is so ask your midwife ask your midwife yep. at booking yeah. Um, and then then it is you know service specific yeah brilliant thank you thank you so much thank you for listening to On A Lighter Note podcast Brought to you by Light, a pre- and postnatal peer support charity covering Sheffield, Rotherham, Doncaster and the surrounding areas. If you feel you'd like to learn more about Light or any of the topics discussed in today's episode, please see the links in the episode description.